Ron and Don. 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 Ron and Don Radio Network, man. Okay, how much do I have to pay you for this? One dollar. All right, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 116 of the Ron and Don Show. It's Ron and Shaw. He is live from Les Schwab Studios over on South Lake Union. My name is Don O'Neill, and I am live from the Les Schwab Studios on Queen Anne Mount. We have a very important and actually a pretty fun guest that is stopping by the Ron and Don Show today. He's the president of Windermere for our branch. We work at uh, right there at Midtown. And also, if you're down on Pike and Pine, or if you're in the Green Lake area, or now on Queen Anne Mountain, where I live, uh, this is our guy. This is our boss. This is our leader. His name is Patrick Chen. Patrick, thank you so much for stopping by. I have to tell this story real quick. Uh, A number of years ago, my sister has Crohn's and colitis. So I went on this Crohn's and colitis run, and the following year, a guy by the name of Mike calls me, and he says, hey, you did a really good job of uh, showing up last year, Crohn's and colitis. We raised some money. Thanks for talking about this. This is when we did Terrestrial Radio. And he said, we would love for you to come out and host this thing. So I went to Ron. I said, hey, let's go host this thing because I think we're going to get to get to meet. I don't know. But I think we're going to get to meet a guy by the name of Mike McCready. He's like, oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. We love Mike McCready. We love Pearl Jam. We love those guys. We love what they do in the community. We love what they stand for. And so we went out and we thought we were the biggest deals in town because we got to do this Crohn's and colitis run and we got to meet Mike McCready. And so I tell this story all the time until one day. I'm in Patrick Chin's SUV. We're driving around. We're looking at homes. The phone rings. I find out that Patrick Chin is super agent to the stars. Who's on the other line? It's Mike McCready. And it's like, you guys are really friends. And I'm like, oh, I thought I was going to be able to one up you. Uh, And then I sat there uh, a number of other times. We went on drives and I'm not going to sit here and name drop you. You. What is it like? Because for whatever reason, all the rock and roll guys, they love you. And you are kind of the real estate agent to the local stars here in Seattle, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I am for Mike. Um, we, uh, we grew up together. I met Mike when I was like in eighth grade. Um, and I've done that Crohn's and colitis. I've, I've run with the rolling Crohn's uh, <laughs> twice. And then one year I, I, I walked it. Um, but yeah, Mike and Ashley are, are, great friends um our kids are all the same age uh, until they added henry yeah. uh, we stopped it too they did not yeah. um and yeah i mean those those two never miss an opportunity to be generous or give to some cause they're extremely plugged into our city and um yeah i've been lucky to have been dragged along there for our 32 year friendship, 34 year friendship. Yeah. I thought it was really cool the other day when I looked online and I saw people like Brandy and like Mike and they were all getting together and they said, you know what? We're going to raise a bunch of money right now for COVID-19. We're going to do an online concert. Uh, If something's happened at Seahawk stadium, he shows up with his guitar and he'll just show up. He doesn't bring an entourage or anything. He just 
shows up. And it is so cool when you see the local musicians here who have made it big uh, to see their connectivity still to the to the Pacific Northwest. Can I just say one thing about him that's going to be maybe come off as negative, but not? It's personal pet peeve. We had met him, and Patrick, you can even relay this to Mike. I walk into a, a, a restaurant bathroom back in the day after we did this COVID, the the, uh, the fun run that you're talking about. I'm in stall number two, mm-hmm. and there's a the little divider, and you know, as a man. You never talk in the bathroom. It does not matter what is happening. You never talk. Mike walks in. He's in stall number one. I look over. I notice that it's him because you always just glance over there. Yeah. He looks over at me and like two seconds later, he's like, hey, I met you. I'm like, <laughs> I can't talk in the bathroom. I don't care if you are Mike McCready. So he starts chatting me up over the urinal divider. I don't know where that comes from or what culture he grew uh, up in where <laughs> i'm from you never talk over the bathroom divider you don't you just don't do it so hey you guys let's do this we're uh, with patrick chin a lot of people are concerned right now about your life's biggest transaction you may have just made one uh and you bought a home and then covid hit or you're thinking about buying a home or you just went out you did all the paperwork and you're ready because money's cheap and you're looking around and went wow where'd all the homes go for sale and maybe you own an asset and something's beginning to shift in your life and you're wondering, how do I value this asset and what should I do with it? We'll talk to Patrick Chin. He's president of Windermere next on the Ron and Don Show. Hey, Ron and Don here. And we just want to give a huge thanks to Les Schwab. They have stuck by us and been a great sponsor since day one here on the podcast. They're doing something really cool if you're in the Ron and Don Nation. They realize you haven't been driving your car a lot. Some of you, the car's been parked for months. How's the battery? How are the tires? Is there fluid leaks under the car? You can get a free Ron and Don free safety check right now, and you can even book it online. So go to leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. You're going to get a map and find the closest Les Schwab location to you. Book that appointment online, and then you take that car in. Maybe you're going to go back to work. Maybe you're taking a road trip. Maybe you're doing a staycation. You can get this all checked out for free. They're going to make sure that your car and your brakes and your tires and your battery and the fluid levels are all great. Doesn't cost you a thing. It's just part of Les Schwab doing the right thing like they've been doing since 1952. So go to slash Ron and Don. You can find a location near you and get that free safety check courtesy of Les Schwab. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Heather and Juan Carlos did. We lived in Redmond, and the kids went to school there. We loved it. We loved it, so we were super worried about leaving, but it just had to happen. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house, and they could tell that I was like super excited and ready to go and frenzied and breathless, and they could tell right away that Juan Carlos was like measured and careful. They came super prepared and they came more in learning mode, right? And what was important to each of us. I want to look at the data and the details. I don't, it, for me, it's a big investment and I don't want to rush into things. And they were quick to see that, even though I never told them. Uh, and I really appreciated that. This house popped up. As soon as we saw it, Ron and Don were here. <laughs> 
The market was super hot right then, and so there were a lot of people clamoring for it. We were just such beginners that we didn't know that we would be able to compete in that kind of a field. We got so lucky. I don't think we could have gotten this house without Ron and Don. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Episode number 116, the Ron and Don Show. We are live from the Lux Schwab Studios. Don't forget, Ron and I are licensed brokers at Windermere. When you're ready for a Ron and Don virtual sit down, well, let's sit down. We just sat down with three people yesterday. It's so fun, you guys. We even send you a Ron and Don camp mug that says, I sat down. With Ron and Don. Reach out to Ron. Ron at Windermere.com. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. Patrick Chen, our president, is here from Windermere.com. Patrick, let's talk about that. COVID 19, the shifting landscape. Uh, give us a snapshot of what is happening right now in the Pacific Northwest and what is happening kind of in the C- Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia area. We also have folks up in Everett. What, what is happening, in your opinion, uh, in the real estate market? Well, you know, it's still evolving. I'll say that the the landscape has not stopped shifting yet. Uh, We've got, we're slowly settling into a little bit more of the new normal. When we first, when we first went under lockdown, um, our offices came to a screeching halt. Um, You know, everybody was in crisis. They didn't understand nobody. You know, there's so much need for information out there of what it looked like for your health to walk outside, um, that there was very little, uh, housing since then the market has needed to continue. Um, we are still trailing in inventory by about 40%, uh, for this time last year. Um, our sales numbers are still pretty solid, um, on the upward trend. Um, we had more closings the week of Memorial day this year than we did last year. Uh, and it's probably because people were home, sitting in front of their computers, not traveling over Memorial Day. But other than that, uh, while our, our closing numbers have been strong, our available inventory is, is, is way down. And what we're missing is the occupied home. Uh, a lot of the vacant homes. So out of our 100 uh, and maybe 20 listings, um, I would say that 34 or something or 36 are occupied. Um, so somewhere around 27% of the, our current pendings p- solds uh, are are uh, vacant, or sorry, are occupied, and the rest are vacant. So that's that's not normal for our market to have people have that sector missing from our our active inventory, uh, and people just maybe aren't ready to have 30 people come through their house without knowing everybody's health history. Um, and then also people are a lot more particular about going to view houses rather than going out and seeing 20 on a weekend. Um, it's been a little bit more conservative, uh, and more targeted. And Patrick, I, I always appreciate the, your, the lens at which you look through things. I, I've talked to people and there's echoes of the housing bubble crisis of 2008 when the economy just took a crater, um, is this going to be the same thing? Are you hearing, what do you, how do you frame this up versus the last time we had a big move in the economy? The, the last move 
in the economy was an economic and housing crisis. Mm -hmm. This is a health crisis. Um, we are, are, are still seeing appreciation in the market, which we, we weren't seeing. We're still seeing multiple offers on things. Um, we're not so far out where we have been in our strongest years where agents are, or buyers are having to make a decision based on 30 minutes in a house or not seeing, you know, they go in, they have to compete, they have to waive everything. Like equilibrium isn't a bad thing to have uh, in this market. And so we, we do have a little bit of equilibrium. We do have people being able to kick the tires. We're seeing, um, you know, the good properties are still going because they're vacant and people can get in, walk through, do an inspection if they need to, if they're competing, um, talk a little bit with the, their agent and you know, still the process is still available to them. It, it wasn't terrifically available, nor did anybody want to in April. Wait, you know, do you beginning still, of April. Do you still yeah, see, because uh, I remember talking to you one time, it's like, hey, Expedia is moving into Ballard. Amazon's growing like gangbusters. Uh, F5's doing, and there was all of the, this activity, especially in the tech business, that the, and then it buoyed up everybody else because you need all the support businesses and all the restaurants and all the, it, it ripples out. Um, is that still happening? I still think that Seattle's in a prosperity bubble. I mean, there are still people with great, great incomes. Um, we, we haven't been immune to a, a health crisis. Um, but I, I'll, I'll say that the agents that I talk to, they would be more active. Their buyers would be more active if they had more to choose from right now so there is still an appetite to buy out there let's do this we'll come back there's three questions that people continue to ask me on the buy side and the sell side and we'll ask patrick chin from windermere president windermere next on the ronadon radio network hey guys we want to thank our good friends at les schwab for supporting the ronadon show you wanted three shows a week and now you got three every monday wednesday and thursday the Ron and Don show drops. And guess what? As we move phase one, two, three, and four through COVID-19, Les Schwab is doing something really cool. I love this because they know you're getting ready. Some of you are getting ready to go back to work or be moving around a little bit more, which means your car has been sitting. That's why they invite you to stop by any Les Schwab location, 85 here in Western Washington, to do something called a Les Schwab free pre-trip safety check. What does that mean? For free, they're going to check your brakes. They are going to check your fluid levels. They are going to make sure your battery is ready to go this summer. Because when you turn that key, you want to make sure that that car starts up. They're doing it at all the locations. So make sure as you get ready to go back to work or travel around a little bit as we change from phase to phase, stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center doing the right thing since when 1952 and at Les Schwab, they know that doing the right thing, it matters. When you're ready to sit down with the guys, just reach out by email, ron at windermere.com. Hey, guys, welcome back. Episode 116, Patrick Chin is here. He is our president and Ron and I work out of Midtown. 
uh, which is just kind of midtown Seattle. If you're wondering where that is, right? We do a run and done sit down virtually now, right? We do it virtually. And he uh, does make me play Hail to the Chief on my phone every time he walks. <laughs> I want one of those mugs you guys keep talking about. <laughs> That's good. All right, uh, Patrick, I'm going to ask you a few questions uh, just from a buyer's standpoint, a seller's standpoint. This question on our virtual sit-down calls we heard time after time yesterday. I own a home. I understand that the market is still in pretty good shape. But as people, as we cycle through, people don't pay their rent. People don't pay their mortgages. If I own an asset now, is this asset worth the same amount, let's say, if I wait until the fall or to the winter or sometime next spring? What say you? I say that those macro questions are hard to apply to single homes, right? Specific instances. Um, We need to do a lot of listening to their particular case, uh, and it may not be the time to sell. For, for one of those homes. Um, you know, their, their lending package is important and where they, where they sit. Um, their future buyers lending may be inf- uh, affected. So it's hard to apply general trends to your specific client. So that's a tough one to answer, Don, other than hopefully we do a lot of listening you know, we put relationship over transaction and, and figure out what's the best thing for them to do, right? So in that case, I think we have to dig a little deeper to work in concert with, does it make sense now to do this? It, you know, is there, it, it does, if they're not selling, you know, it, it, it's a less important of if their house, where their house sits, you know, relative to the market and are they up or are they down? It's only at that time where the, the transaction is coming and, you know, what's the opportunity of doing it right now? Where are they going? Um, can we safely get them somewhere else uh, and maximize what they're going to get? You know, I mean, it, that's, that's the consultation process is trying to round out, you know, what are, the, what are the risks right now? You know, what might be the opportunities right now with your home? Um, but, you know, generally we are on an upward moving arc here. There are people absolutely that are affected right now by our, by our pandemic. Um, and you know, that we, we haven't really gotten that rent relief that we thought we'd get. Hmm. Um, so, you know, there are people struggling right now there, you know, if, if you own a home and you're trying to figure out what to do, you know, they're going to have to get, you know, 45 to an hour of your guys's time and figure out what are the steps here where are we vulnerable? Where are, where's the exposure here to doing this? And where's the upside? Yeah. Two more questions. Then I'll hand it over to Ron. Money's cheap. Why is money cheap? And will it continue to be cheap? Uh, some of my buyers want to know. Uh, I think it'll be continue to be cheap, at least through the election. Um, I think part of the uh, reason that they are artificially low uh, is to continue to spur the economy. Um, they are starting to tighten. Uh, some of the some of the things that they're backing their pre-approvals on, like I think you'll start to see investment income is starting to be devalued a little bit as the institutional lenders worry that that investment income may slow uh, as people have have trouble um, paying rent. So um, you know, there's been still 
it, it, it changes, you know, when the market goes up and the, you know, the, we, we've seen different flights to safety to the bonds, depending on where the economy is. When everything was dropping down, rates were super low. Um, you know, as things come back up, uh, rates will, will creep up as well. So I don't expect us to see a point move and they're still historically low. Um, but I, you know, that they have been artificially kept down mm. to, to spur the economy now for three and a half years. Yeah. All right. Final question. I'm a buyer. You're my coach because in real estate, we help coach. We don't make decisions for people, but we help them see the opportunities and then they make a decision. You're coaching me and I've already gone out twice and I've gotten a bit pummeled uh, with multiple offers because we still see multiple offers in certain neighborhoods. Uh, how would you coach me to prepare myself to go out and compete? And they call it winning a house, right? You go out and you buy a $1.2 million house and you just want a house. You just also want a mortgage. <laughs> exactly. It's going to cost about, you know, $6,200 a month. But nonetheless, you've won a house. How do we win a house? Coach us up a little bit. What's, what's, what's the best way to prep for this? Well, you know, again, these are our, our, our individual cases and in, in how to win them. Um, it's been interesting. We've had this slow move away in Seattle for 60% of the buyers, which is you fall in love with a house, you do all of this due diligence, and it's your house and you buy it. Right. Unfortunately, you know, for a significant portion of the population, there's 20 other people that are having that same experience and only one of you gets it. I mean, we've changed a little bit. I, I, I have spoken to buyers. You have to talk to them early about the, uh, what their expectations should be. Like every, you get very invested in this and it's an intimate job, right? You know everything about your, and you agonize with them when they don't, when they don't win. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that house that they didn't get, you know, in 10 years, they may drive by that house and say, I almost bought that, right? It won't be this crushing thing that happened to them. It's, it's extremely raw and real when it's happening, but, you know, they'll find something in this city. Um, and it's just where they are in terms of their process, their financing, um, and what they're willing to do. I mean, in a perfect world, you have all of these contingencies and you really get to check this house, um, sewer inspection, physical structure inspection, get your financing in place. Um, you have all of these protections to go in. And unfortunately, sometimes people are waiving all of those things uh, to, to win a house. So just make sure everybody understands the repercussions of these different steps. So you've got this vacuum where every single addendum of which there's 80 are in the transaction. Um, all 80 can't really be in it. But, uh, you know, you, you know, you get to do everything and feel really secure about it. And then every once in a while you have to pre-inspect. So you're no longer subject to inspection, but at least you get one, right. Or you do get financing, uh, but it's no longer contingent upon you securing it. You're financing without contingency. So there's all these steps releasing earnest money that, you really have to be careful. I mean, everyone adds to your exposure and, you know, we graph, you know, what offers are winning, right? So as you guys know, our office has the, has a little, you know, here, here are the percentage of people 
waiving inspection. Here are the percentage of people in these transactions waiving financing, um, releasing earnest money, giving a rent back after closing. Um, you know, there are some non-monetary ways to win as well, not just price. So, you know, terms are important. The agent's relationship, you know, it's, it's really important to know who's sitting on the other side of the table. Like, do they get their deals closed? Um, it's good to know who their lender is. Um, so all of these things, you know, work together to produce, hopefully, this really buttoned up transaction where the buyer feels their due diligence is done and, you know, they're ready to go if they get this house and the seller feels like they're being handed a, I mean, look, the buyers have done all the heavy lifting for the last eight years, right? Seven, seven, seven years. They, 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 you know, this, it's been good to be a seller mm. in Seattle. Uh, although I will say that all of those sellers that are having a great time these last seven and a half years, not all of them bought at the bottom of the market, right? I guarantee half of those people felt like they got screwed when they bought it. And here they are, right? It's all time horizon. So um, it, it really is like you may not get a new buyer and wave everything on their first, their first transaction, right? They, they may have to go through the process because it's tough to tell somebody to do all those things, right? We just need to make sure we talk to the lender and say, where are we with financing? Because we don't want to hang anybody out. We don't want to have anything, um, you know, to pressure anybody past that point of comfort, right? We'll, we'll find you something. And Patrick, Patrick Chin joins us here on the Ron and Don Show. Uh, he is the president of our branch of Windermere and a bunch of other branches. My, my final question for you is going to be a little bit of a left turn, but you're uniquely positioned with the people that I know because housing intersects right at the nexus of everything that we're seeing in society right now in, in this Pacific Northwest. When we see people marching in the street, when we see income inequality, when we see uh, people saying Black Lives Matter and, and uh, brown, brown Lives Matter, all of those things intersect with housing. They intersect with the demand. Um, and I know that you spend a lot of time thinking about big things and talking to the governor and sitting on panels and meeting with uh, people that make decisions about how this is going to happen in our area. Not everybody can buy a $1.2 million house in Magnolia. Um, when you think about and I know that you have young children that you want this, you want to hand the world off to them in a better place than we are right now. So when you see all this stuff that is going on and you're, you're, you're at the table a lot of times, and, and I know that you, you speak up for people of color. Um, how's real estate going to fit into this and how do you want it to fit into it as, mm -hmm. as we move forward in, in our Pacific Northwest community? There's a lot in there. Um, I'll, I'll take it from the housing people angle first. Um, in that we're a company that makes money off of housing people. I, I, I do think that we have a responsibility to try to include as many people as possible to give back, um, to confront and work on people experiencing homelessness at every opportunity. Um, you know, not only can people not afford a million two, they can't afford a million fifty. I mean, sorry, at four fifty, you know, two fifty um, rent. So, um, you know, the Windermere Foundation is extremely involved in that. Um, a lot of our agents are involved with youth care, with Mary's Place, um, various shelters, uh, food relief programs. Um, 
anything, anything that any of our agents can do um, towards helping people house themselves. I mean, you know, we're moving towards greater density in, in Seattle. We're moving towards trying to find ways to make more affordable housing. It, 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 it hasn't been great. It hasn't been easy. Um, but there is certainly a commitment to, to giving money, paying attention, giving time. Um, yeah, I think about that a lot, how, how we, how we don't continue to add to disparity. Um, you know, we are a, you know, racial disparity in, in Seattle. Um, you know, that's, that's a, a topic that is close to home, uh, for me. Uh, I, I come from a family that was not allowed to move into certain areas as recently as 1978. Um, you know, my mom would be at a house and my father would show up and they'd tell us it was sold. Um, you know, we go about it by, by, by hiring people, um, and training people and speaking with different groups. Um, you know, to expose the, the issues of the past, to not continue. Um, you know, you guys, real estate historically is a, isn't a racially equal, right? We've had steering, redlining, um, you know, loans haven't been gone. I mean, as part of the historical problem, Mm. um, I, I think the first thing is that as an industry, we confront that, right? That we, we own up to some of these things of the past. I mean, these are areas in Seattle um, that we, that, you know, my family found out was closed to us. And, you know, that's happened all over. So especially in these times, um, you know, making sure that we are an ally, you know, an active ally. Um, is important. And, and, you know, we've, we've been lucky. I've been extremely lucky to have this group of agents that are like-minded. Um, you know, having been on some of those Tuesday morning meetings with you guys, um, you know, where, you know, a lot of the, the agents are, are, and have been struggling and how they are protesting and how we support that. So, you know, the Ron and Don show tackling the, the tough ones at seven <laughs> in the morning. I mean, look, you guys, you know, as a company, we've got, you know, we, we've, we've arranged for a seminar coming up. Um, there's, there's just a lot of work to do. Yeah. A lot of question for you. Um, you're one of the most positive people I know. Um, a lot of things light you up. Last year, we kind of had this community day, and you were kind enough to, to invite Ron and I along. I was blown away because this is a hotshot office, you guys. They don't, they don't take on new people, and we're very lucky that they took us on. Tamara Marson is one of the great teachers, professors of real estate. She's been doing it for decades. She worked at Cairo Radio years ago, so... Uh, to take us under her wing and for Patrick to take us under her wing has uh, been extraordinary. Just extraordinary to have them mentor us. This is where I fell in love with this company is when we got a call to show up 
in Green Lake, in the Green Lake area, where Patrick has another office. And they just said, bring your rakes, bring your shovels, bring your paintbrushes. And we all showed up at an elementary school. And we all put shirts on that say community. And every time I go out and do something in the community now, I wear that shirt because uh, I'm proud of it. He doesn't even wash it. It's just yeah. stinky. That's right. Patrick, talk about what we were doing that day. And, it, and it's really, I don't think it's a spoke of Windermere. I think it's part of the, part of the hub. And, and you were jacked up. You were excited uh, to be out there, right? What were we doing and, and how come you were so excited? Because you seem, you seem pretty jazzed. Well, so let's, the Windermere vessel, let's say, um, you know, one of the things that really fills that vessel is Community Service Day, where offices, admins, staff, agents all take the day off, um, which would have been last Friday had mm-hmm. we have been allowed out to get out in the community and do different projects. And we've had some funny ones. Uh, we've wrapped apples at, uh, at our trees for uh, Seattle Tilth. And, you know, we've done some housing rehabilitation, but going to the Green Lake Elementary. And having 80 agents there that day and the list of things that the PTA uh, gave us. I mean, it was really a rewarding day at Green Lake Elementary. The teachers were great. Um, Kids came and grabbed a rake uh, since they were still in school in June last year. Um, They, you know, the kids were, when you guys were out on the big playground, you know, there were six kids out there, you know, trying to help with a rake. It was a, it's a, it's a great day. It's how we give back. Um, we've had people in the Arboretum cleaning up, uh, different people at Mary's place, just any, anything that we can do positively in the community is what that day is about. It's about slowing down and, you know, Anna uh, at our office works pretty hard uh, every year to find out like where, you know, where we're going to find a home. Uh, and we may have found one there at Green Lake. Uh, elementary if you guys saw that list there's plenty to do yeah. thanks for that thanks for taking us uh, under your wing and we're sorry about the phone calls at 11 o'clock at night but uh sometimes we need your guidance it's like oh it's ron and don again so he always answers always he always answers and so does Tamara marson so we appreciate them uh so much if you want to reach out to patrick i'm gonna imagine it's p chin with two N's. At Close. It's, it's MP Chin. It's MP Chin. Is that right? All right. It is. All right. We'll see you in a couple minutes because we have a meeting coming up here on a Tuesday. Yeah. I've got to start are, writing the agenda. Yeah. Those are always a lot of fun. So, hey, thank you so much, Ron. Before we get out of here, any, uh, any final words? Uh, I just want to say that, um, and this is not to butter your bread, Pat- Patrick's pulling in the right direction. And, and, we'll talk sometimes when we were able to talk around the water cooler, like this is a guy that's at the table and you're pulling in the right direction. And I appreciate that. But meaning that when you get an audience with the governor, you get an audience on these panels uh, that I I believe you're fighting for the little guy. And I appreciate that because um, that was one of the things that Don and I have always been a part of. Is is it's easy to, to to root for Muhammad Ali. It's hard to root for the little guy, and mm-hmm. so uh, I just I, I like the the blend of circumstances that came together to put your life in motion are unique, and you don't forget that. And so uh, that's something that I think has a lot of value in in Seattle, and it's a perspective that I think 
uh, I value. So thanks for that. Patrick, any uh, final thoughts here? No, thanks, you guys. I'm, we're, we're lucky to have you. Uh, um, you know, other than uh, if I'm on the show all the time now, uh, <laughs> I need... <laughs> Like, do I get on the mug? I need one of those fancy mics that you guys have. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get you a mic. We'll I'll be on that. every 116th show. <laughs> exactly. So I'll see you guys at 232. <laughs> I love that. Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by episode number 116. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And next time you see Mike McCready, say, Hey, Don O'Neill, met that guy one time. At the right. urinal. At the yeah. urinal. And if you do the Crohn's and Colitis run, the cool thing is, and they have a lot of fun with this, there, there's a bathroom about every quarter mile. And what I found out, it's just not the Crohn's and Colitis people like my sister that need the bathroom every quarter mile. I, I was finding it was kind of nice luxury after running marathons and not having bathrooms. So the Crohn's and Colitis uh, Foundation, very important to the folks here in Seattle. And if you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, We'll put that in the show notes and come join us, all right? In the meantime, he's Ron, I'm Don, he's Patrick Chan. You keep your head up, you keep your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time on The Ron and Don Show, only on The Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, it's G-Force O'Neill, the brains of this operation, and the voice of The Ron and Don Show. Well, that's it. Show's over. We'll see you next time on The Ron and Don Radio Network.